Welcome to Jesus for Real Life. This is your host, Cindy Daves, and I want to thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to spend with us today. If this is your first time joining us, Jesus for Real Life is a show for women and by women. And although we know that we've got some guys that secretly listen in, it is a safe space for women where we talk about things that affect us. And I am so excited by by the miracle of technology and Zoom. And technology is not necessarily working perfectly today, but we're going to go with it anyway. But I have via Zoom um, a dear sister in Christ, one of my CCC Christian Communicator Conference sisters, Doris Swift in the studio via Zoom, and welcome. Thank you for having me, Cindy. This is so great. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I am so excited to have you, and you know, um, I've had several of our Christian Communicator sisters who have had as guests on the show, and I I have to say that as you know, I have been to a lot of conferences, and this is one that um, just just absolutely amazes me in that they the sisterhood the sisterhood of that. So why don't you, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, how, you know, what you're doing? I know you've got a podcast, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a podcast host. Tell us about you. All right. Well, I am a wife to Brian and a mom to two amazing adults and they have awesome spouses, which I call my daughter-in-law my daughter in love and my son-in-law, my son in love. And they, between the two families, we have six grandkids, which keeps us very joyfully busy. And they're all local. So we're blessed to have them close by. And I began ministry over 30 years ago. And it started in children's ministry because I ministered to children and did Sunday school and all of those things. And I still love VBS every year, but God had plans for me to segue into women's ministry. And I have always loved writing. So from an early age, I was writing books and stapling them together when I was in elementary school and creating things like that. And as I got older, I actually went into a banking career, which kind of I fell into. I didn't really plan to do that. But 29 years later, I was stepping out of that. And it really was confusing time for me because I had done that for so many years that it almost began to intertwine with my identity. And that can be very confusing Mm -hmm. when we have something we do for that many years. And when I left banking, it was a struggle at first because I just was like, where do I go? What do I do? And I still continue to, to refer to like looking for my keys as my, my bank keys, you know, and those kind of things. So it was, it was a hard transition, but God opened the door for me to get back into writing and my blog. I had a blog years ago and it started out as just sharing stuff about our family and those kind of things. And then it segued into more of a blog to minister women. So there were devotions and things to encourage women each day. And so, yeah, so I just began doing that. And my heart really is to minister to women because so many times in my lay counseling, I have a background in counseling, I just hear women say, you know, that because of where they've been or what they've done, or what's been done to them, that God can't use them, Mm. or 
or that they're not worthy to serve and they don't have any gifts or anything to offer. And that is not true. And so my heart is to encourage, equip, and challenge women to step out of their doubt and into their calling. So that became my ministry and my why to help women. And I have a background and part of my testimony is experiencing a teen pregnancy. So I was a teen mom. Wow. Yeah, it came shame. So a lot of my story includes shame. I was never ashamed of my child. I loved my, my baby, but it was just the shame of, you know, certain sins you can hide, but that kind of thing, you know, I was, I was a teen. I was kind of running a little wild at that time and wasn't married and you know, all of that. So after a while, you can't hide that. Yeah, then you know, so, sometimes, uh, yeah, that that's it's right out there in front, as they say. Yeah, but you know, it's funny so, that it's funny that you talk about, um, you know, as a as a young child wanting to be an author, wanting to write, because I remember the same thing. You know, that I remember taking some classes in. Um, there was a um, kind of an extracurricular school that they that they sent us to. It was called the Learning Center, and if you were like, you know, in certain percentile of the school, you you know, there was a group of kids that one day a week got to go to the center and my favorite class in the center was creative writing and I swore that one day that I would write a book and what am I doing right now I'm right in the middle of writing a book you know so it's amazing that you know as children we have these aspirations to do things that may not you know may not you know come about until we're you know until later in life and that's just you know that's that's funny that you say that and you know it it amazes me you something that you said about you know our past you know you had a teen pregnancy you know there's there's so much of what we as women experience and especially those of us <clears throat> excuse me and then I've and I've seen this in our CCC sisters that those of us who have been called to speak and to share a message we have a commonality in that there's something back there that that was shameful abandonment abuse some brokenness in our lives that god brought us through that now he's calling us to share and that just you know that part of it that amazes me it does yes because god can redeem all of those things from our past and even things in our present Mm -hmm. and allow us to use those things to minister to other people which is so biblical and that's what he tells us and there are certain times when we might not be ready to share certain parts of our story because God is still doing a work in us and we want to share from a place of peace rather than a, a place of bitterness or brokenness but God gives us the timing it's his timing when we can share certain parts of our story and when it's time to tell our story i actually just wrote a newsletter to my subscribers about telling our story and how it's so important because we're connected by our stories and like you said cindy they're so oftentimes women have things in their backgrounds and you'll share a story of your own experiences and afterwards women will come up and say, wow, I felt like you were telling my story. You know, I Mm -hmm. felt like that was my story. And so we get connected in those different ways. And just to encourage women that when we are in Christ, that we have been given gifts and what identity in Christ truly means, because the enemy wants to steal our identity, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, we hear of 
identity theft. Well, he's the chief identity theft person who wants to take over and change our minds and our perspective about who we really are. Because if we're not sure who we really are and we don't know who that is, then we try to live a life that God has not intended for us. And it can be very confusing. So we want to just abide in the vine, which is Jesus. And that has been my ministry to women, to help them empower, equip, and then engage them in their ministry work with their gifts. Because so many women are leaving their gifts on the table and open. Mm-hmm. And the world needs our gifts. And it's amazing that... You know, all it takes is, and it's just like a, um, you know, I'll kind of use the analogy of a leak. You know, if you've got, you know, a leak in your, a leaky faucet or a leak in your roof or something, a little itty bitty weak spot. And the enemy will use that and he'll, he'll get in there. And if you're not sure of your purpose and what your calling is or what you're supposed to be, and, and not everybody, thank heavens, not everybody is going to be called to be a speaker or a teacher, a trainer, a podcast host, a radio show host, whatever. There, there are listeners, there are speakers. But so your calling may be as a mama. Your calling may be as a wife or your calling may be as a banker, but whatever that calling is where God has placed you, if you're not 100% confident in that, then the enemy has that opportunity to put a little drop of doubt and, a, and that little drop of doubt will, you know, if you let it, if you feed it, it will get bigger and it will get bigger and it will get bigger and pretty soon it, you know, it overtakes you and, and now you're totally separated from your calling. Regardless of what it is, you know, I mean, as mamas, I mean, you know, you were, you know, you were a teen mom, you know, I didn't have my children until I was in my thirties. And so, but, but we have that responsibility to raise them up and, and teach them the right way. And I think that, you know, that is a whole nother Jerry Springer show that people have gotten, you know, I, I laugh when, you know, I read something recently that, you know, that the, um, that a mama was, you know, she was asking her two months old, you know, permission to change its diaper. Would you, you know, is it okay if I change your diaper? Would you like me to, you know, like this two year old's going to answer. First of all, you're the mama. You know, you know when your baby needs changing. You know, you don't need your child's permission, you know, and it just, it cracks me up some of the, some of the far, you know, I don't want to say left or right, but some of the far from center, whichever way you want to, you know, send it, some of the far from center yeah. stuff that people are doing today. It just, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really mind-blowing. I mean, it is. Happening. It is. And, you know, going back to the story where I was mentioning the shame mm-hmm. that I was walking in, I walked in that for quite a few years, you know, especially when people would ask how old was my son and how old was I, you know. And like it's any of their business. You know, and, and of course, back then it was a little different. It wasn't as accepted. And nowadays, girls actually go to school, you know, pregnant and mm-hmm. everything. And uh, so they have a lot of support that way. But some women don't have a supportive family structure when they face a crisis like that and God actually used that for me to step out and volunteer at a crisis pregnancy center it's a faith-based local crisis pregnancy center and it's to encourage and because I went through that God could use my experience to help and minister and and kind of understand where another woman is coming from when she's facing these kind of things and so he uses those things that we've done in our past to actually redeem it and for 
for good, as Romans 8.28 says that he works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And, you know, we can walk out of shame because when I met Jesus, when I actually met him, I mean, I knew him and I knew about him when I was growing mm-hmm. up. And Sure. You know, we, we went to church here and there, and it wasn't really something that was a, a solid foundation, although I always loved you know, God and everything, but I didn't realize that I could have a personal relationship with him. And that's when my entire life changed and a transformation took place. And that was in 1985. And when I met Jesus, I discovered that he shamed shame on the cross. So we wouldn't have to bear that shame Mm -hmm. and that we could walk free and be delivered in freedom and have chains broken. And it doesn't mean that life won't be hard. But I also encourage women that Jesus says in John 15, he talks about abiding in him, that he is the true vine and we're the branches and to abide in his love as, you know, we also abide with the father. And it's just a beautiful kind of a dance of us all together, you know, in this and that his joy is in us that our joy would be full and that's what he tells us in john 15 11. so i love to remind women that regardless of our feelings our emotions our circumstances that our joy is full because we have jesus's joy in us that ours would be full and that's a promise from him so no matter what's going on in our lives there's always going to be those things that threaten to steal our joy Mm -hmm. but the truth is that our joy cannot be stolen when we are in christ when we are abiding in him it cannot be stolen. It's a supernatural thing. It's in us. It's a fruit of the spirit, something that God has given us. Jesus is the joy giver and he doesn't take his gifts back and our gifts are irrevocable. So he cannot, uh, he, he doesn't take our gifts back either. So he wants us to use the gifts he's given us to bear much fruit, which is also what we learn in, in John 15 and throughout the word of God. Absolutely. It's funny you're talking about the vine and the branches, and I had written a message about that. Um, that because you know we live in the mountains and we everybody here has fireplaces, and so my the analogy was basically that just like um, you can't you can't live separated from the vine. That mm-hmm. in in order to have firewood in the wintertime, we have to separate the, you know, the branches from the tree and let them dry out so that they will burn. And the analogy was basically the enemy taking us away from the vine and drying us out and getting us prepared to throw us into the fire. And so, and, and, you know, that while, you know, while we took comfort from having firewood and being able to have a fire, it's not going to be that way if, you know, if you were separated from the vine and get thrown into the everlasting fire. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's people just, it's, it's really sad that people let other people impact their worth and their value. And, you know, I was listening to something the other day that, that, you know, a DJ was talking about that other people's opinion of you. Um, has nothing has no bearing on what you become unless you allow it to and if you let people you know peg pigeonhole you or or you know put you in a spot where you know they try to tell you somebody else tries to tell you what your worth is other than you obeying and listening to god and you listen to that then you know that's that's just sad you know i mean it, it is and you know i actually had um i had a pastor one time um take me out of the choir and told me i could no longer sing in the choir because i had gotten a divorce 
Now I was, mm. you know, I was married to an abusive husband, um, yeah. but um, because the pastor knew this person, um, I was pulled from the choir and said, you can't, you know, you can't be in a position in, in the front of the church sitting up there when you have sinned. Now, it wasn't a sin that this person was being abusive, but, you know, it's just that you got to, you know, the, those your past doesn't define you. It doesn't define Amen. who you are today. So It doesn't define you. And the things that people have told us can, if we're not even aware of it, mold us into something that God did not create us to be and who we truly are, which kind of does go back to our identity and who we are and how God created us. And sometimes we do tend to wear those labels on us that people mm-hmm. have put on us. I remember uh, when my friend Billy Jass was talking about that and she was giving an example of when she was in school that a teacher, an English teacher told her that she couldn't write, that she, you know, she didn't have any talent or however that went. And she's an author and it's still, you know, we also still, we, you know, like the enemy comes to still kill and destroy the thief, you know, and so wanting to take away the callings that God has on our life, if he could allow us to believe the lies, which sometimes we tend to believe those more mm-hmm. than the word of truth. So we have to flip that script and, and put a new perspective in the way God tells us to think, you know, in Philippians on the good things and all his promises. And she is an author, but we were talking about imposter syndrome because sometimes, you know, we might be walking in a calling that God has given us using our gifts. And yet we feel like we are a fraud. You know, like Who are we to be doing this? And right. All that. And it, not God that is giving us, you know, uh, the, the wills, you know, like his, um, his, we're walking his will. So it's the enemy that are giving us, he's given us those ideas mm-hmm. and, you know, and he can't read our minds, but he can sure read us. And we give a lot away, by the we way. Give we give a lot of clues. Yes, we do. And, you know, I don't <laughs> think, do. I don't think people, sometimes I don't think people realize that. And I've seen people even in my own church that do not realize that although God is, is all knowing, you know, he knows everything. He can read our minds. We know Jesus read the mind of, you know, of Simon. And, and it's just amazing. But people still think that, that the devil, the enemy, can read your mind as well. And he cannot. So if you're having an issue with something, don't vocalize it. You know, I mean, you know, yes, we, you know, we pray about things, but sometimes we have to stop and say, you know, God, you know, my heart, you know what I'm praying about. I don't want to lay claim to it. I don't want to put it out there in the universe for the enemy to hear because the enemy can't read your mind. You know, that's just, and people need to, you know, they need to recognize that. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I know that you have written, um, you've written a book. Um, and um, surrender the joy, surrender the joy stealers. I love the title. So tell us about that. Yeah, well, it actually stems from a women's event that I spoke at way back in 2013. So, like you were saying, sometimes things don't come to fruition until you know much later. Mm-hmm. But women wrote down what threatened to steal their joy on little slips of paper. It was all anonymous, so they could be free to write anything. And it was so eye opening. I figured there'd be things in there like oh I have struggle with my weight or my schedule or my kids are driving me crazy and things like that but there were so many deep serious things going on in the lives of the women that came into that event that day 
and you know there were addictions and health issues and relationship issues marriage issues all kinds of things that they walked in that room with and so my heart was for them to surrender those to god and then walk out free not meaning that necessarily their circumstance would change but that they would experience a change and a transformation because oftentimes when things are going on in our lives we are so quick to want to fix the other person or the or the circumstance Mm -hmm. but god can do a mighty work and bring transformation in us so we can see things from a different perspective from a biblical lens and that you know that is so true i mean even especially in marriage you know, we, we're always wanting to change the other spouse. And, yeah. you know, we have to learn to say, look, maybe it's not, maybe it's not him. Maybe it's not her. Maybe it is me, you know, and, and, and work on yourself. And yeah, work. Oh, that's so true. And, and in that book, it is rooted in John 15. So we talk about abiding and we talk about all the different things. It takes women on a journey Uh, from surrendering what threatens to steal her joy by first naming it, identifying those things, because it's important to put names to things. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we don't even know what it is that's going on within us. Um, It just manifests in different other ways, you know, in addictions, in, you know, behaviors that we might um, not be taking care of ourselves and things like that. And so uncovering those and identifying and naming them is a good first step and then going on to surrender them and walking in, you know, the joy of the Lord. He, he is the one that gives us the joy and the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that's what we need more than ever now today. It's really hard, hard to live life today uh, with all this stuff going on. But with Jesus, you know, we do have his joy in us that ours would be full. And that's what the heart of the Bible study is about. Gotcha. You know, and it's like peeling back, you know, you say it's like peeling back layers of an onion and getting to the heart of, you know, somebody may have an addiction process, problem, um, but that ne- isn't necessarily the, the joy stealer. I mean, it could be that there was some abuse and the reason that they are have an addiction is to escape from something. They've got, you know, pain in their body. Um, you know, I know I've, I've um, dealt with a situation with one of my own children where she um, became um, addicted to alcohol because she was hurting i mean physically physical pain and the doctors were giving her medication well the medication wasn't taking the pain away and so she turned to alcohol and so that you know that became an issue for her and we had to deal with that and figure out what you know let's get you know let's get you some medical help that takes this you know figure out where this pain is coming from and some pain management and getting that addition um, that taken care of so now we can get we can break the addiction to the alcohol so it is peeling back those those layers of the onion that um you know that get you to where you know where you need to be so we are just about out of time so why don't you um why don't you tell the listeners if they have some questions about something you um, that you've said if they have um, you know if one of our listeners um, has an event that maybe they want to have you come speak at they want to you know they want to read your book whatever how do they reach out how can they get in touch with you thank you Cindy they can find all the info on dorisswift.com so it's my name.com, doriswift.com, and they can check out all of the uh, resources there. I have some free resources they can check out on the very first page, and I would love to connect with you all. So reach out to me, and I would love to hear from you. Absolutely. So why don't you pray us out? Okay, yes. Heavenly Father, 
we praise you, Lord, for this time today. And we know, God, that you have ordained our steps and our days. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we thank you that whoever is listening right now, that it isn't by accident that you're listening to this program, that he had to turn the dial and listen in because he wants to speak directly to your heart. He loves you and he wants you to walk in the calling that he has created you to walk in as Ephesians 4 1 says that we can walk worthy in the calling of which we were called and so I just pray right now uh, that if there is anything that is a hardship right now, a struggle that the Lord would bring his peace that surpasses all understanding as you seek him and draw near to him and that you would feel his presence so powerfully in your life and uh, we just praise you God that you are the author and finisher of our faith and sometimes we feel like our faith is weak but even a mustard seed of faith can move mountains so we thank you Lord for this opportunity to speak your truth into the lives of others and we lift all of this to you and give you all the praise and glory for all that you have planned for our lives and who you are and we praise you and give you all the glory in all things in jesus name amen amen i want to sincerely thank you for joining us today you've been listening to jesus for real life with your host cindy daves and of course my guest dora swift i encourage you to reach out to me with prayer requests questions or something you've about something you've heard today you can email me at jesus for real life at gmail.com have a blessed week and i hope you'll find yourself in a jesus loving bible-based church this sunday Sunday.